You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 25 with Melissa Carter. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trailblazers podcast. I'm Stephen Hart. Today, I'm talking with Melissa Carter. Melissa is a life strategy coach under her own brand, Ignite with Melissa. She isn't some massive internet guru or some, you know, super big CEO, but... This is one of my all-time favorite interviews. I'm so inspired by her story. And I just firmly believe that some of the topics we had a chance to discuss are some that many of us really need to deal with in our own lives if we hope to experience growth, hope to experience success and peace, and be able to move forward in our lives and in our careers. Melissa herself has had so many challenges, fears, uphill climbs, She lost both her parents between age 9 and 12. She's battled both relationship and health issues. By the time she was 30, Melissa weighed about 300 pounds, was walking with a cane, bursitis in both knees, uh, and pre-diabetic. And she opted for weight loss surgery and and began to take the reins and move forward uh, through what was a complete transformation of her life. I won't go through her entire story right now, but I would encourage you after listening to this episode to visit her site and read her full bio, follow her on social, join her on this amazing journey that she's on. I want to extend uh, a special big ups to one of the sponsors of the podcast, Mr. Jameson Antoine, for connecting Melissa and I. Much respect, Jamie. I know you guys are going to enjoy today's episode, so let's go ahead and dive in. Melissa, thanks for being our guest on today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm overjoyed to be here. I am excited. We've been talking before, uh, officially recording, and I just know we're going to have a great conversation today. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. So I know that we caught you right before you began the speaking tour that's going to be carrying you around the world. And I'm just appreciative of you taking the time ahead of that trip to talk with us tonight. Thank you so much. You know what? I am thrilled to actually be talking to you. I'm sitting here in Miami, Florida. I'm looking at a beautiful ocean and a palm tree. And I know we're going to have a lot of laughs tonight based on our conversation earlier. And um, hopefully I share something for your community that's useful and helpful and gets everyone inspired into empowered action. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thought, you know, to start tonight's episode by asking you to reflect on your life's journey through to this point right now and share what what you're most grateful for. You know, I, I'm most grateful for my emotional wealth. And I add the word wealth because there was a time in my life when I thought wealth was material things and that that would mm. feed me internally. Um, you know, the big salary, the, the big titles, the accolades, the main brands, all these things. And it's, you know, it's great to have nice things, but if mm-hmm. you're not good on the inside and you don't have inner peace and you don't like yourself and you can't love yourself unconditionally, then that other stuff doesn't really matter and isn't really enjoyable. And right. so I think right now I'm most grateful for my life, one, and two, just my emotional wealth, being connected internally to have the mental know-how and connection with myself of in connection to my value and my worth and just feeling abundance internally and that way I can receive it externally. I love that. I love that. And pig, even to piggyback on that, you really have to have something that you measure your value on outside of the monetary because when those material things disappear, right? because life happens, right? you don't want that to be your perception that you're no longer valued. Correct. And, you know, if, you know, we'll get into my story as we, as we talk, but you can see that I've taken plenty of risk in life, risking those titles, risking that monetary success, risking those things. Um, And at one point I had it all and none of it was making me happy. And I think I got to a point 
in life in my belief system that once I realized I was trying to be significant to prove my worth and once I stopped trying to prove my worth and just live as a contribution, my life really began and I was able to connect with my value unconditionally. No matter what life throws at me, I know my place and my value and my purpose. Nice. So let me take you back a little bit. Your career actually began in the music industry, correct? Yes, it did. What ignited the desire in you to want to get into the music industry? So, you know, I was thinking about this. I get this asked a lot. Like, how did you go from the music industry to becoming a holistic life coach? And I always say it was these keg parties they used to throw in college. But (laughs) actually today I was thinking about it. And when I was in high school, I was one of the only kids, only seniors in high school. I had a job at Specs Music in Miami, Florida. And this just came to me. It was the actually Mr. Spectre would like walk around Specs. And I was so like I thought I was in a reality fights movie. <laughs> like I was just so thrilled to be there. Like I thought I was the coolest thing. And I remember I was in the VHS shrink wrap department. My job was just wow. to shrink wrap the <laughs> And I just was like the coolest kid in school in, in my head. And, you know, um, I just loved the variety that music brings you and does for people and excites people. And when shows came to town or a new release was coming out that like people were jazzed for that. People got excited for that. People wanted it and would do whatever means necessary to get it, to receive it and enjoy it. And also, you know, in college, I used to go to this pub on the golf course for my school, University of South Florida, in my undergrad. You know, this was like right when we got a, a football team. Like we weren't even like this, yeah. like, you know, enormous party school. And I liked going to the pub on Rocky's golf course because no one went. I liked knowing my bartender. I liked us, you know, a small crowd. But I remember right. talking to the owner one night and him saying, you know, that he just couldn't get a crowd in there because it was smack in the middle of the golf course. Now everyone came and like, bingo, I saw the opportunity and I was like, mm. I'll pack this place five bucks. For five dollar, five bucks for five kegs. I'll get a DJ. It will be great. And like the, I would make like tons of money and like pack the place off this party. And I'm like, I'm not even. I wasn't even a partier at that time. So wow. you know, I saw that like I always was good knack of like creating something out of nothing and making it work, like building it. And I just had this knack for it. So. I went to New York on spring break one day, met a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. And he was like, oh, I'm I'm looking for a publicist for a video director. And I was like, oh, I'm a publicist. And, and then <laughs> quickly went home and Googled how to be a publicist. <laughs> but got the job. And um, actually, that video director now is one of the biggest video directors in the game. Uh, I was quickly wow. fired uh, right after I took the job up. Because it was obviously evident that I was not a publicist. But what I loved about music and wanting to be in the industry is that you could be whatever you wanted to be as long as you worked hard. And you and at the end of the day, it was about, you know, for me, it was about the music. And that did change over the course of my career. But music Mm -hmm. was just always a friend in the, you know, in the back seat with you. It was a friend in your in your purse with you. It was just like. Whatever mood you were in, music was there and music was your companion. And I wanted to be a part of that. Whoever was creating that, like what that did for people, I wanted to be a part of that. Mm. And I guess it was a blessing for you, right? You spent some time working with some big brands in in Violeta Management, Warner Music Group, Universal. And, you know, I'm curious, what are some of the big lessons that you learned while working with some of these big brands? Yeah. Oh, man. Violator management. That was that was a lifetime ago. But the biggest lesson I work, I believe I took away from working at all three of those was you have to take risks. You have to take risks and go after what you want and make yourself known or you will be swallowed. No one will know Mm -hmm. you. And, you know, I um just called up Violator and they needed, they needed an assistant and I ended up being uh, an assistant in Chris Lighty's office and I ended up being the executive assistant to Mona Scott and that was just taking a risk by calling up and saying, hey, you know, I heard you need this. And um, same thing with Warner Music Group. My my resume ended up on the desk of one of their executives. I got a phone call and... Uh-huh. 
they were say, come on in for this digital marketing management position. And, you know, I just did a whole bunch of research before I went in and I got the job. And, then, and you know, and the same thing with Universal, there was always an element of I don't know if I'll be qualified enough. I don't know if I know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to show up every day. So I think that's the lesson is take the risk, but show up by being prepared, doing the work, doing your homework and staying a student, like stay humble. Like now in my career, I'm a good coach because I'm a better student. Mm. Always wanting to learn. Always wanting to learn. And that make, gives me the room to grow and grow in my roles and grew my career. You know, I went, I went very far in the music industry and it was taking risks and willing to stretch myself and willing to fail. I definitely side with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken some massive risks yeah. that without taking those risks, probably wouldn't be here talking to you on this podcast right now, right? Exactly. exactly. This podcast in and of itself is a huge risk that I took, put myself out there. And it's a blessing right now that, you know, we have this conversation as a result of that risk. Exactly. Um, And, you know, the world needs it. Like this podcast is needed. This like the work that we do is needed. Like, you know, the work I did in the music industry was needed. And if I didn't take those risks... I, I, same thing. I wouldn't be sitting here with you having this awesome conversation. Right. So, you know, I touched on, on this at the top of the show. I kind of wanted to change topics a bit. You've lost a tremendous amount of weight (laughs) in, in a transformation that you went through. And one of the things I wanted to touch on, I wanted you to help me understand, you know, how, how do you explain what's inside you? What's inside of Melissa that, you know, allowed you to one day get up with positivity, with gratitude and fight through what's natural, right? The natural urges that most of us have to remain in a place of comfort, eat what we love to eat, make a thousand excuses why we can't get up and work out and why we can't change our outward appearance. You know, how do you explain that? How do you explain what's what's inside of Melissa that made that happen? Oh, there's so many answers to this question. Uh, what a great question. Let's peel it back a layer at a time. Okay, so <laughs> I would start with resilience and a tenacity. You know, like, I know what it's like to live not connected to your value and to not understand what your worth is. There was a time in my life, actually after I lost the weight, to be honest, um, that I went through a really, really, really big depression. And it was so bad, you know, I'll be honest here. And, and after you lost the weight, after I lost the weight. So actually, uh, I'd like to tell this story rather than tell sure. the weight loss story. So after Absolutely. I lost all the weight, I, um, you know, in that in about a year and a half time, I had lost over 140 pounds. I got wow. laid off from Universal. Um, I left my boyfriend of five years, a great man, but we just decided we weren't the right partners for each other. I then felt like was starting to this passionate international love affair with another person. And then that didn't work out. Then I got laid off from another company that I was with um, doing business development. So in a year and a half time, I got laid off twice, not just from like any job, from my career. I left the person I was with for five years. It saw me through everything. I started opening up to another person. It didn't work out. And then I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. Mm. And I'm like, why, why isn't everything perfect? Like, why am I not happy? Like, why am I still dissatisfied with what am I seeing? Why am I still waking up miserable? And slowly but surely it it got worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, I, you know, I, I gained all the weight because I had a food addiction, you know, and I, 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 I went through a drug addiction then turned food addiction. And I realized like I was just hitting my rock bottom again and again and again in just different forms. And I remember, you know, picking up the phone and, and calling my uncle and my best friend and just saying, I can't do this anymore. Like I don't, it's not getting better. And I, and I don't have any other options and I was ready to end my life. And, mm. you know, I, they sat on the phone with me and they every day for almost a year told me what my value was and told me what my worth was until I could see it again. 
And it was wow. the hardest work I've ever done in my life. And what's inside of me is that I have a second chance at life, not just because of the weight loss or because of the, you know, success I have in my career, because my belief system transformed, not just mm-hmm. my body. Yes, maybe the journey started physically, but that belief system was still present even then that I wasn't worth enough, that I wasn't good enough, that I was a failure. And it was until I was able to rewrite, actually unroot the old belief system, rewrite it, rewire it, and really stay loyal to it, my life began. And I, and I think what wakes me up every day is I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful that you didn't give up. <laughs> Thank you. And, and more so, I think, too, you know, if I could pause you there. Yeah. I, I, I want because I, I really want us to, to come back to this. Yeah. You weren't you weren't able to get through this alone. You touched on something there just now. You had support. You had yeah. a community that was willing to help you through what was a big fear, right? And a big challenge yeah. and a, a big gorilla, if you will. And not only were they then, but it helped, helped keep you accountable. And you're yes. saying every day poured into you what you were worth. Yes. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that support system. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because it's like actually like the, the part of my work now, right? Like it's, I, my work now is just basically the blueprint of how I did it all. And right. I, over the last seven years, have got very clear on who the radiators are in my life and who the drains are Mm. and radiator being, you know, the people in my life who see my value, see my worth are connected to me and love me unconditionally and want my goals and dreams, even if they don't agree with them, want them to happen as much as I do. And the drains being people that like, I just don't feel my best self when I'm with them. And sometimes, you know, people in your life can fall on both lists. So there's the drain, there's the drains that got to get cut out. They got to go. They got to really go. But then there's the drains that like, maybe you just need new boundaries with them or the relationship needs to change or some work there. So like, I got really clear on who my community was. And then like, if you weren't down for the cause, like you weren't like-minded, you weren't, you know, a part of the game for good, you had to go. And, um, and that's okay. You know, um, you know, part of my work now is I encourage everyone to create something called the support squad. And that's what my family and friends have become. They've become my support squad and they just want the best for me no matter what. And when I'm in my own way, they will call me out on it. And you want those people around you. You don't want the enablers or the yesers or the people that, you know, don't, you know, are just kind of there. You want the people that are rooting for you unconditionally when you got a million in the bank or when you got a dollar in the bank and they see your value no matter what. And I think a part of what I learned to that process with my uncle Frank and my friend Lena was I always had that around me. You know, like I lost, as you, as you know, I lost both my parents at a very young age Mm -hmm. and I got adopted by my uncle and my aunt. And, you know, they were so supportive, always showering me with love, giving me the resources that I needed to be a successful, bright kid. And same thing in college was in like one of the best sororities. And, you know, I've, I've always had a ton of friends. I've always been that girl, but you would think you know, I would have thought, you know, that day I called my uncle, not being able to see any of that, I couldn't receive it because I couldn't give it to myself. Mm-hmm. And so the minute I started loving myself unconditionally and supporting myself and honoring myself, I was able to see how much I had around me and receive it. But community, I'm telling you, is everything. We are strongest in community. Like I roll with greatness because I want to be great. Love that. Love that, love that. So before we probably take this any further, right? Yeah. I think this is a great bridge for, for you maybe to to let our listeners know a little bit more about what you're doing with with your platform right now as a holistic life coach. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you're doing and what your day-to-day looks like right now. 
So I'd love to. I am <laughs> right now I'm living out of a suitcase and I have <laughs> I put all my stuff in in storage back in New York and mm-hmm. I packed up a suitcase and I am traveling the world sharing a talk and workshop that I do called Ignite Your Life, Sustainable Self-Empowerment. And I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to connect as many people as possible to their personal value just like my uncle Frank and Luna did for me. So they too can wrap themselves in joy and inner peace and abundance and contribution because, you know, look at what's gone on in this world in the last month. And, you know, we are desperate in this world for good. We are desperate for people to give themselves permission and allow themselves to take off their mask and be who they're capable of being and rise into who they're capable of being so we can create more good in this world. I mean, we're, we're desperate for it. We need it. So I'm on this journey to be on the ground, connecting with people live and sharing my story of transformation to hopefully inspire what's possible in other people for people to say like, wow, this woman did it. Why can't I do it? And you know what? Here, let me throw some tools at you to do it. So I'm on this tour. I'm traveling around the world. I actually leave for Europe in two weeks. Um, I'm here in Miami right now, and I'm doing it through blogging, through live workshops, through live webinars, and of course, through one-on-one coaching. But my, my, my jam right now is this uh, adventure, traveling the world and connecting with as many people as I can. That's amazing. That's just so awesome. And, Thank you. You know, I, I'm so excited for you and what you're doing. And, you know, success looks different, right? To, right. to, to different, to different people based on kind of where you are and, and what your, what your definition of success is. I learned that the hard way. And Earl Nightingale says success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal, right? And you've set a goal for yourself and, you know, you're, you're, you've transformed yourself from you know the the health challenges you had before and now you're going out and you you've set a goal to get to pack a suitcase <laughs> yeah to pack a suitcase and travel the world and help other people and i just think that's so amazing thank you and i know you're going to have a great time and experience you know so much more what we call success right yeah. um let me ask you because okay, you're you're at this point now where you've you've succeeded at kind of wrapping your mind with with the positive mm-hmm. and with gratitude and all that goodness, right? Mm-hmm. But there are times you're gonna have a bad day, a bad week, mm-hmm. a bad month, right? You're gonna face some business challenges on on this journey in Europe and wherever else that time takes you. You at some point we're gonna have family issues. Someone's ill. Life happens, right? Mm-hmm. How do you handle your clients and your work and push through those moments when life is happening? Uh, I'm actually really glad you asked this because I wanted to, it's it's part of my work. Uh, I use my own tools and the, and the biggest tool I use is I'm in the practice of radical self care and you know I have to know that life is not all rainbows and unicorns. Things are going to happen. Absolutely. But if I'm taking care of myself and I'm talking radical self-care in terms of keeping my mind right, keeping my health right, doing the things I need to do to refuel and recharge, um, speaking my truth, honoring myself, not being not making myself small, um, not putting myself in situations that you know aren't healthy, saying no. No is a complete sentence, by the way, listeners. Very powerful <laughs> thing, saying no. And um, I, I think... People confuse, well, I have so many things I have to take care of. I have to do this for my family. I have to do that. I have to do this. I do this. And I get it. I get the pressure of wanting to give everything you have to everyone. But I believe if you have radical self-care and you constantly put yourself first and honor that, you're actually making more room to take care of other people in a more empowered state. Mm. Radical self-care. Radical self-care. Exactly. Wow. Love it. (laughs) Thank you. And actually, that's one of the main tools I talk about in my talks. Like, you know, my thing is sustainable self-empowerment. You can be empowered on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but that's not going to get you the life you want if you're not doing it on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. So how do you sustain Mm -hmm. your empowerment within yourself? And it's holding yourself accountable, staying loyal to your value and taking care of yourself. So does that explain kind of how you handle the emotional process of... 
of dealing with the self-doubt and the fears of failure that still creep into the day-to-day? Yeah, you know, I think self-care extends. I actually have a, a self-care, uh, how to create a, a rock-steady self-care practice philosophy. Um, it's three tiers. And one of the main tiers, the hardest tier, but the most important tier is the icky. And why the icky is so important of self-care, it's the self-care you don't really want to do. You don't want to say no. You don't want to turn down those plans. You don't want to create those boundaries. You don't want to put down the second cupcake, you know, like all those things. The <laughs> icky. And one of the things I deal doing with self-doubt and pressure and fear I learned is I used to not wanted to just allow it. I wanted to deny it. I wanted to shame it and judge it within myself. Like, oh, I can't do it because I'm so doubtful. Oh, I'm so afraid I can't do it. I let it debilitate me and, and create my lack of action. So what I think for me, the icky in training and self-care was just send it some love. Like, allow it to happen. Like, I allow my fear. I allow my doubt. I allow to feel pressure. I felt pressure today. Right. right? I felt I was a little anxious getting on the call with you today. Right? right. But if right. I judged it or shamed it, we'd be having a much different conversation. But if right. I just allowed it and said it love, but took action anyway, then I can stay empowered. So I've gotten very comfortable being uncomfortable and just, you know, you can feel the fear and move forward anyway. It's just mm. fear. It's just doubt. It's just anxiety. And the biggest lesson that I've learned, and, I, and I'm a, a, pro of, a pro of it, is I used to believe that it was singular to me. And it's not. Mm. Everyone feels fear. Everyone feels doubt. Everyone has insecurities. It's not singular to just one person. But you can't let it disable you. Yeah, you can't. You can't let it take you, stop you from taking action because then it just gives it power. So by, yeah. by allowing it, honoring it, acknowledging it, sending it love, you lessen its power. And every time it shows up, you can just say, oh, hey, thanks for coming by. And that's it. So I'll put you on the, on the spot. Okay. I want you to share with us, you know, our recent roadblock. You've had many. Yes. Um, but what's something, you know, uh, more recent that's caused you to have to take a major detour from what you had planned? Um, share with me, you know, a little bit about what happened, how you overcame it and got back on track. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. Well, I think the the biggest roadblock or I, I, I don't think it was a roadblock. I think it was, it was like a breakdown of a freedom wall as I like to look at it now, <laughs> um, but the the detour, it was definitely a detour. It was not what I had planned. Came just mm-hmm. last year. Um, I, my partner and I, my boyfriend and I at the time broke up, and this was kind of out of the blue. Um, it was someone that I had planned on marrying. We, you know, we were building a life as such um, that we were marrying, and as you can see from my from my story, that I don't really have any. I'm not a plan B type of person. So I was right. all in emotionally. Um, I was all in. And um, we just due to different differences. Um, we had planned on building a life together and having children. And, and to be honest, and this is not something that women talk about a lot. And I want to and I'm sharing this because I want women to know that it's OK and that you can share it and you can talk about it. And we need more women sharing these stories. But, you know, we suffered a miscarriage. And Mm. shortly after that, um, just a few months later, um, uh, my my you know, my my partner and I just realized that we wanted different things for ourselves and for our lives. And it, it devastated me. It destroyed me just dealing with that loss of the miscarriage. And then now the loss of this person I was all in with. I mean, his dreams were my dreams. We were going to build this life together. We had dreams together. And now all of a sudden I was left once again with a blank slate. And, um, you know, so here I was at this detour, like, oh, oh, what am I going to (laughs) do? And I, for a second there, got really scared. I got really scared. Like, am I going to fall apart again? And um, I'm proud to say I didn't, you know, I, I allowed myself to just be devastated and, but to get up and build my life for me. And that was the greatest mm. thing out of all of this. You know, I remember sitting at my, um, I have a business coach and she, and she hosts a business retreat every year. 
And shortly after the breakup, I was sitting at the business retreat. And I think at this point, I was maybe the only single woman in the room uh, without kids. And, ev- mm. and I, you know, I can't wait to have a family. I can't wait. It's something I'm excited for. And it's something I want. And I'm sitting in this room and we're creating our business plan for 2017 already. And wow. um, everyone's so excited. And I'm seeing all their joy of what they're creating, what they're building. And I'm looking at my paper angry angry that Mm. I didn't, you know, you could see that they were building it for their families and they were going to enjoy it with their, with their, what they've built for themselves. Wasn't just for them. It was for their families, but it was for them. And that was what I wasn't seeing. And I remember sitting there really angry and had like a bit of a meltdown with my business coach because I couldn't see, well, what was I building for what for? I had just built an entire life with someone Right. And our future was being built. And now what am I doing this for? And it was that moment that the, that the detour took me on a path to realize and learn really. Lovely. You needed self. Right? I had to do it for me. Right. And, you know, that's also what this trip is about. That's what this my life is about now. Like over the last year and a half, I have worked my tail off to move my entire business online to pack up my entire, I I spent 14 years in Brooklyn, New York to pack it up and go on the road because I love to travel. So I made it so my work could go with me. And now I'm inspired to share this story with everyone that like it's allowed, my work is allowing me to live a life of my dreams, but it's for me now. And now, Mm. and once, you know, that's the story I think that was being trying to be ignited within me this whole time. Right. From the weight loss to the career change to the belief system is that it has to be for you. And then everything else on top is bonus. So, yeah, I think that that was like the detour. And then the work that came was, oh, my God, I get to live this life for me and insert everything else I want. It will come. I believe it will come. And now that's bonus. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not it's not everything now. It's just, it's, 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 it is, it is everything because it's bonus. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, um, I'm really clear that community is important. Getting a, you know, I say, stay a student, you know, get a coach. I tell people, get a coach for things, you know, don't be the smartest person in the room. Um, Surround yourself with great people and, 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 and self-care and this, and it's all important, but everything you need to live a life of your dreams is within you. You're not going to get it from someone else. You're not going to be filled by someone else. Everything you need is within you. And um, that detour, that breakup, that devastation gave birth to now that's fundamentally within me that I know everything I need to have what I want, which includes success and a family and joy and abundance and inner peace has to come mm-hmm. from me. Do you think that, that despite the, the pain of, of, of losing someone that close, right. And having gone through that miscarriage, do you think that, um, in some way helped through that process to reveal kind of your, what you're passionate and purpose, yeah, it, maybe yes. what your life's purpose yes. was. You, you hit, you yes, know? that's true. You, it, 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 it revealed my purpose. Mm. And my purpose was to connect to my value, to mm. belong to myself, and now share it with the world. That way I'm right. inspiring others to connect to their value, to belong to themselves. Just no matter what life throws you, no matter what people think, not even what your family thinks. You know, sometimes I worry my family. I'm the wild child of my family. Right. But they are rooting for me like there's no tomorrow. Mel, yes? I have to tell you, <laughs> this is without question the most transparent <laughs> anyone has been with me uh, about, you know, on, on this podcast to date. I, I really appreciate you being as open and honest about this journey of yours and I just want to say you know right here like if you make up your mind to to go out and 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 go on this European trip and be as transparent as you've been on this podcast in the last half hour I I already can tell you exactly what the outcome is going to (laughs) be for that trip it's it's going to be amazing that was awesome thank you so much 
you know, so what's what's next? What's next for Melissa? More so on your vision board yeah. as you look out, you know, a, a year, five years, 10 years from now. What's, right. what's on that board? Well, 10 years from now, I am married with two beautiful children and <laughs> I am probably on my second book tour. And I'm still out there creating possibility in other people and, and hopefully being a catalyst for that. You know, what's next is I am working on a book and I am writing a ton on my blog. Yeah, what's next is, is I, I you know, I, I really like life to happen organically. I do have, a, you know, several Absolutely. business goals. But, you know, what's next is on July 2nd, I get on a plane to Europe. That's what's next. And with a lot of tenacity and gratitude and and um and a big open heart. Awesome. Awesome. So I I'm just blown away right now. It's <laughs> a lot, lot of great content Thank here. You. you know, but we want to to have you share some resources sure. with our listeners to help them sharpen their minds. Yeah. So could you maybe share one book you've read that has inspired you most? Yeah, I think a book that really um I actually I recommend it to any any of my any of my participants in my program, um, anyone that will listen to me. I recommend it to. Um, it's mm. Mindset: The Psychology Behind Success by Carol Dweck. Um, D W E C K. I hope I'm saying that right. And the reason mm-hmm. why I like this book so much is, uh, you know, as you can see, my 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 flow is all about changing the narrative of your to yourself at any time. You can change right. you can change the story of your life at any time. And uh this book mindset is all about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And mm. you know, fixed mindset being someone who they are who they are, they're not really they don't really embrace change, they're not open to feedback, they think any kind of feedback is criticism. And then the growth mindset you know, someone who embraces change, someone who loves feedback, someone who uh, almost looking out for looking it, right? out for it, right? That's the person of success. And if you look at entrepreneurs nowadays, these people are in the growth mindset, right? They are learning yeah. as much as they can. They are failing a ton, right? Yeah. Like people say to me, like, you know, how did you become so successful? I made a ton of mistakes, and then I learned from yeah. them. And I honestly, yeah. you know, I don't really believe failure is failure. I believe failure is lessons. And, you know, if I can learn from that lesson and do it again and then, you know, get the result I want, fantastic. So that book is really, really a a great example of understanding mindset and how to uh, go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset or even just having to recognize in other people. Mm. And that changes the kind of your narrative and relationship to other people. Be great for for spouses yeah. that can see. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe it should be co-reading with spouses right? for entrepreneurial spouses yeah. who aren't entrepreneurs themselves. Oh, I think there's some <laughs> other books that should be read for that. <laughs> I tell you what, my wife is amazing at at understanding. You know, we're polar opposites in that light, yeah. right? It, it's interesting how how much she now understands me, you know, and yeah. understands entrepreneur in me, and and the way I'm wired to take risk and fail fast and yeah. fail cheap and just keep moving, right? Yep. Where she is the you know the conservative uh, avoids risk at all costs, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that regard. Well, hang but, on uh, to that woman because God for <laughs> her. I mean, I feel for whoever the man that you know I end up with because it's going to be a wild roller coaster for him. <laughs> God's preparing him right now for you. Don't worry about that. (laughs) So what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? um, Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, I think I would, you know, I don't, I don't really do small. Um, You know, in the last (laughs) month I've packed my stuff in storage, moved out of New York. I've launched my, I relaunched my brand and my website. Um, I moved, you know, actually, you know what? I came to Miami and I had a goal of I wanted to do two to three talks here in Miami and I didn't really have the connections um, coming here. And in just three weeks, I booked three talks by networking and by like getting out there and getting visible. Um, I don't really think that's small, but, you know, it's um, it's something I'm really proud of that, you know, I just came to a city that like I used to live here and I got reacquainted with it and and just inserted myself in the community. Um, but, you know, between the relaunch of my website and the move and getting ready for Europe and my blog, I don't really do small. 
mm-hmm. but if I were to say really small, you know what? I, I, I'm proud that I took an hour off earlier and went for a drive with my best friend and I, we, nice. we put our phones down and we just enjoyed each other's time. So actually that's really big too. Cause I have a hard time sometimes disconnecting. Um, but that's self care of like, you have to disconnect, you have to refuel. So that's something I'm that's proud right. of is like really taking a stand for myself to do that. Love that. Thanks. Love that. Mel, can a trailblazer have too many goals? I don't believe so. I don't. I don't believe a, a, a trailblazer can have too many goals. But, I, but I, what I would like to say about goal setting, and mm-hmm. you know, and my work is very much around mindful goal setting, is right. focus on a couple at a time, and leave room for them to organically change. Like, be fluid with your goals. So, why I say that is, look at my career. You know, I started in music. And then my weight loss inspired me to be a trainer. And, you know, I was a personal trainer in New York for many, many years. And um, so I had a goal to be a trainer, you know, seven years ago. I didn't have a goal to be a holistic life coach. That came out of the journey of working on being the best trainer I could be. And then I recognized within that process that the way I personally trained people was different, that I was focusing on what was going internally and I wanted to do that more work more. So those career goals became different. So yes, you should have goals and you should go at them with the tenacity and resilience. Like there's no tomorrow, but be fluid that they could change. Mm -hmm. And if you don't reach a goal, learn why you didn't and apply Mm. that learning to the next goal. Right. Don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Don't make the same mistake twice. (laughs) Okay. And if you do, it, allow it. Because right. you're going to keep making it in some fashion. Like, you know, and, and, and you know, I always say, until you learn the lesson, the lesson's going to get louder and louder and louder. And so it's That's like true. you can't not learn it. So be out to learn. Mm. <laughs> Melissa, name an online resource. It could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day, and you can't live without it. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm still a music junkie, and right. um, I listen to Spotify every day. You know, I have yeah. like playlist after playlist. Um, also, I, I so I listen to Spotify every day, and you know, I I'm always on my have my phone because I'm not really driving because I was in New York. Um, right. I don't watch the the news a lot as a as a you know extreme empath that I am. I just try to you know, stay off the news, but I want to be understanding what's going on in the world. So I have New York Times app on my phone and I read that every mm. morning. Got and it. to stay connected to my community, WhatsApp and Skype on my phone. That's really, really helpful to stay connected while I'm on the road. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Big WhatsApp junkie myself. Yeah, it's great. Melissa, is it important to you to volunteer and give back with your time, talents, and treasures? Yeah, you know, I've just been given, I've been blessed so much in this life, like, uh, from my family to uh, my my friends to just the many experiences that I, I've had. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe it's really important. And, you know, there was a time in my life when I was, you know, a, a disempowered um teenager full of angst and 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 confusion um Mm -hmm. so it's really important to me to give back to to our younger generation i do a lot of talks for organizations geared towards young women um Mm -hmm. another organization that's important to and actually a portion portion of the proceeds from my website from my talks from my workshops from my salary um i donate it to the love is louder campaign and to the foundation um to prevent suicide um, it's really important to me, uh, definitely having my own battle with it. I want to help um, as much as I can raise awareness about preventing suicide and giving young people tools to help them um, feel empowered and feel uh, inner peace. Mm. We'll definitely put links up for all of those organizations on our show notes page. Ah, thank you so much. So other people can get connected. Thank you so much. No problem. Melissa, as we get set to end today's session, I wanted to invite you to take a minute or two and impart some actionable advice or an inspiring message that can help us gain some courage to blaze our own trail. Absolutely. You know, I think the whole theme of our conversation here has been you got to believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself first. And more importantly, you have to stay loyal to that belief because it will be challenged. And, you know, something that 
I constantly ask myself when I'm being asked by, you know, the universe to stretch or grow and it's uncomfortable is do I want to stay loyal to my value and my belief in myself or do I want to stay loyal to suffering? And usually the answer is pretty easy. It's believe in yourself, stay loyal to that belief. It doesn't matter what anyone says. Um, you are important. The world needs you. Um, you deserve a life that you, you want and love, and it is your divine right to have it, but you, ha- you must rise to build it. And, and to do that is radical self-care. Hold yourself accountable to being the person you're truly capable of being. If you do not know how to be that person, find the resources, do the, do the learning, research, and surround yourself people who see your greatness when you can't see it and most importantly forgive you know um forgiveness is a huge 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 attribute to have to be able to see both sides of something and forgive and not allow not place blame on either side and just Mm -hmm. learn from it and move forward you know, my uncle actually gives the best advice, the Uncle Frank Gospel. And when, you, when I have my book out one day, I might just have to call it that. Um, he always tells me at the end of every phone call, be happy now. Life is good. Let it go. And even though let it go is the hardest one, let it go. Mm. I love that sound bite. <laughs> You're going to be hearing that one for sure. <laughs> I would like to give credit to Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uncle Frank, I know you're listening. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> Melissa, we appreciate you, you so for taking the time to share this story with our community of Trailblazers. Uh, you know, you're, I, I, I said it a few minutes ago, you've been the most transparent of any guests, and we've had some guests be very open, but you've shared some very real challenges tonight that whether it be, you know, health related, relationship related, you know, at some point, no matter the profession, the race, the class status of who's listening to this right now, I know there are going to be people that can identify with the the pain that you know you've 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 gone through yeah. to get to where you are right now and that to me is success yeah. right mm-hmm. that to me is that you know the fact that you you sat down with your support system and figured out what was of value to you and set some goals in place and you started moving towards that and you're realizing some of that today mm-hmm. And we'll continue to realize that some of that in the very near future on this journey you have to Europe and with sharing your message on your blog and with sharing your message right here on the Trailblazers podcast and being vulnerable and open and, and doing such an amazing job at, you know, just inviting others to, to really, you know, address the, the, the self doubt and the, and the failure and the fear that they have yeah. and and help them find ways to, to succeed through it. I I will tell you right now, you're an amazing trailblazer. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are, are going to continue to do some really amazing things. And I am so happy that many people would have been introduced to you right here on the Trailblazers yes. podcast. Yes, they will. You know, you know, thank you so much for having me. Um, it really has become my life's purpose and my mission um, to let people in my heart, you know, and, and that in itself is scary. And that in itself has a lot of fear and a lot of doubt. And um, But I can feel it and I can still allow it. And I want to let people into my heart as much as I can. And thank you for listening to my heart and, and giving me an opportunity to share it with your community. You know, I hope what this does is inspire um, others to do the same because the world really needs us to do it. And um, absolutely. So thank you for your work and being a contribution and finding people who are doing really good in this world and highlighting them. And um, so I thank you for for creating this yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Before we finish up, I want you to tell everyone how they can stay connected to you. Oh, please stay connected with me and follow my adventures. You can follow me on Instagram at Ignite with Melissa. You can also check me out online on my blog, IgniteWithMelissa.com. You can find me on Facebook, 
Um, I would love to, you know, reach out to me, write to me on my, on my website. I'd love to hear from the community, what you're doing, how you're being a trailblazer in your own life. And, um, please do stay connected. You know, the world needs us all to rise together. I always say we're strongest when we're in the highs and the lows together. And I look forward to, um, being a trailblazer and being a part of this community. So ignite with Melissa. Well, you're part of the family now for sure. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you again. Well, that's it for today. Guys, what did you think? Is self-care a non-negotiable for you? Really quick before we let you guys go, I just wanted to share three of my own self-care practices that keep me sane in my crazy busy life. Uh, The first one, you know, I love to have random dance parties with the kids early in the morning before we head out. Uh, They love it too and and really have become the ones that oftentimes will request that we have one. I have a playlist that I set up in iTunes with some fun dance tracks that they enjoy like Whip and Nene, Gangnam Style and songs that just allow us to shake our booties, get our heart rate up, spend some good family time together bright and early in the morning, right? So the second one that I wanted to share maybe isn't so active, but I am somebody that really enjoys cloud watching. Get me somewhere on a nice day and I am quite at peace being able to lie on my back under a real nice big tree, look up in the sky and just watch clouds moving through the leaves. Some days I enjoy jumping in my car, turning up the volume on my favorite dancehall playlist and drive a scenic route into work. Uh, it allows me to to sing some, some Taurus Riley or some Chronics at the top of my lungs and not have to worry that I'm entertaining the person in traffic next to me. So those are three of mine my my self-care activities uh now it's your turn i want you to tell me you know how you practice self-care in your own life tag me on twitter i'm at tb pod or feel free to message me on facebook or instagram let me know you know some of your self-care activities that you engage in come on over to the website at tbpod.com uh, i'm going to be posting links to melissa's book recommendations resources social channels and her website and again you'll find all the resources from her episode at tbpod.com slash melissa carter guys continue to do what you've done so well uh, as we've been able to grow this podcast here invite two people that you know to listen to an episode you think might impact them most we believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have impact for many others both now and well into the future don't miss out on next week's episode new episodes are released each and every monday at 5 a.m trailblazers jump off this podcast episode today go find a way to rise above go way beyond and keep blazing your trail cheers